So I thought we'll start uh, with Pramida's question yesterday. <laughs> Sorry to shake you up, but uh, yesterday night I kept uh, contemplating and about the question you said about the child asking. You know, it's one thing when an adult asks about seeing suffering in the world and what is its cause. It's quite another when a child asks. And uh, this question, it, it is a, a sensitive question. And, you know, there has to be a way to answer to a child. When a child looks at uh, destruction and, you know, bombs and all this and asks why it is so. To an adult consciousness, it's easy to explain from Shurabindos. So two, three things that um, flashed across and that I want to share before I come to this. <clears throat> One is that just as at a human level, there is a hierarchy of knowledge. So children have a certain kind of knowledge. Grown-ups have another kind of knowledge. Teachers have another kind of knowledge. And a child is free to act either all by himself and learn all by himself. This is a freedom given. Or to trust the knowledge of those who are who know about certain things. Or to gradually start with trust and then evolve into having his own knowledge. For instance, simple thing like driving a car. So if a child wants to drive a car on his own without going through the necessary learning process, then he exposes himself to certain dangers. He may not realize at that point of time, but it is definitely dangerous. Another alternative is that he just leaves it to his father and says, you drive the car, or to the mother and says, you drive the car. Or a third is that he says, I want to learn the car, and slowly learns and reaches a point where he can be himself. The divine seems to prefer the third way, that we start with trust and surrender, and slowly the divine equips us with the same knowledge and the same capacities and the same power, and that is what is called in the parlance of yoga, sadharma gati. That when we serve the divine, love the divine, surrender to the divine, one is that I will make no effort and I will not grow in consciousness. But it, it's not, if the surrender is true and love is true, service is true, then the devotee begins to grow in the consciousness of the divine, in the capacities and the knowledge of the divine. And that's the whole idea of transformation. Otherwise, transformation would carry no meaning. It would be like traditional surrender where I surrender and you do everything for me. We can do that. A child can say that, Dad, Mom, take me out wherever you want to. I don't want to make any effort. But obviously, up to a point, it's okay. So there are stages of devotion. One is when we just tell that you do it for me. And at a certain point, the parents do it. But they don't like it if this is what the child continues to do. At 18, he says, I am not going to have food. You feed it to me. Obviously, it's anachronistic. So parents prefer that he slowly learns and equips himself. And that's exactly how the divine wants us to participate in the play, to grow in consciousness. So one is that we don't make any surrender to the higher consciousness and want to learn purely all by ourselves through all the errors that are possible in the you know in our journey now that freedom is there of course and when now grown ups 
who are also children in terms of consciousness, they act completely that I assert my independence. This is something very strong in human nature. I want to do things my way. Sure, of course, no problem. I don't want to take any help from higher consciousness, divine, surrender. I just want to do it all by myself. It's perfectly fine. It's valid. But then there would be things which would look to our vision, catastrophic accidents, even at a mega scale. So we have to find the path wherein we start by surrender. And of course we grow in surrender, but by the very fact of surrendering, if a surrender is true, then we begin to grow in the consciousness of the divine and many things which happen in life, which appear catastrophic and disastrous, they will obviously begin to get uh, changed. The whole journey of life will take a different hue and color. In other words, taking a cue from the Vedic um, lore, there are two kinds of law that operate at any given point uh, on life upon earth and creation in general. The first is the law of death and the second is the law of Surya, Surya Savitri and basically the law of death or the law of Yama is a shadow of that law. So it's very interesting that in the beginning we are under the law of death. So death has certain ways of teaching because we are in ignorance. What is the task given to it is the same task that a baby goes to a school and it's the task of the teachers to ensure that the, by the time the baby graduates, he is equipped with this, at least the same knowledge that the teacher has. It's a very tough task because he's starting with a totally raw material. So there are all kinds of teachers employed in the school of death. Their names are Mr. Pain, Miss Suffering, Mr. Desire, Miss Anger, etc etc and they teach they they are given this job it's a very you know tough job and so the child learns 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 grows and through all this he learns till he is delivered out of the law of death to the law of surisavitri and when he enters that domain then a different law begins to operate in other words what applies in the life of a person who has surrendered himself in the true way, again and again I am emphasizing in the true way, this is a kind of surrender which is done in the traditional bhakti that I don't do anything, I lead my life just exactly as I am, I don't want to learn, I don't want to grow in consciousness, mother you do it for me, uh, save me, protect me, do this, do that, that's one kind of, but for a long time uh, divine is not <laughs> happy with this because he has not created us just to be uh, mini puppets, he wants us to grow in the same consciousness. So after a while, this law will, if we keep on relating like that, after a while, the divine will compel us to go to school because we have to grow in consciousness. And then we have to face the same music. But if we surrender with this aspiration to grow in the consciousness of the divine, to grow into likeness of the divine, to become one with the divine, to use the yogic terminology, this is what the aspiration is, to become one with the divine, to become as the divine is, whether we use the word perfection or, you know, the different aspects to love the way divine loves, to know the way divine knows, to, to have the same things. So then we slowly progress. So out of the law of death, we enter into the law of Suri Savitri. So those who have entered into the law of Suri Savitri or to put it another way, the law of Aditi, the divine mother, the indivisible consciousness, 
in their life a different kind of logic divine logic begins to operate so they go protected things happen which would otherwise shatter but they, it doesn't happen in their life things take a different turn last minute things happen which uh, seem to be like so called a miraculous intervention and these things help them to grow um, in in many directions even the aspiration grows it's not just about outer events but aspiration grows uh, they be begin to have from within the power of rejection and the nature begins to change but there are many others who prefer to remain in the domain of death so when to put it another way we can surrender either, either to the divine mother aditi or we can surrender to the dark mother diti in any case we are surrendering so sometimes when people say surrender is very difficult is a very nice little story somebody came to a talk and said you know all this is very fine um he said that you know uh, i'm sorry i couldn't come for two days i came only today because you know day before yesterday some marriage function was there in the morning my son took me to the uh, you know buy some gifts and in the evening i had another program but i'm glad i came today and i'm happy you talked about surrender but what is this surrender i don't know it it is very difficult so the person replied very beautifully actually all the time you have surrendered two days back you surrendered to the compulsions of your society yesterday morning you surrendered to your son yesterday evening you surrendered to your wife and today you want to surrender you can surrender to the divine so this choice we have to make whether we can surrender any case it's a surrender we may not realize it when we are pushed by certain desires and act under them we have surrendered to the desired self we don't use the word i may surrender to my lower self and therefore my journey will take a certain hue and color or i may surrender to my higher self which is the divine so this is the basic thing which choice we have to make most children may not ask beyond it but somebody may ask but why the divine you know why this complexity of lower law higher law now again the lower law is to prepare eventually prepare us eventually for the higher law it it is a process through which we have to go as we read yesterday that darkness comes to make us strong and when we become strong we are more ready to receive the divine consciousness and respond to it shubindu says in essays on the gita that uh, somebody who wants to cut out a whole side of creation doesn't want to see it and blames it on some devil or titan the dark side of creation is not ready to have the integral vision of the godhead of the whole that is what is given to arjuna so it is interesting that why arjuna is given that vision whereas it should have been given to many saints and sages who are meditating quietly in the hermitages shubhendra raised this question because arjuna has accepted the great challenge of life and look at it this way that had he gone away i mean there are many things yesterday also we read why shri krishna uh, pushed arjuna to the battle but had he not engaged himself in the battle two things he would have missed out for sure and this is what at the end of the gita sanjay tells dhritarashtra one the gita the wide path of karma yoga he would have been another sanyasi confirmed sanyasi batch swami attached as a prefix ananda attached as a suffix and with an ochre robe or a white robe or black robe or any purple robe god knows some robe to uh, some kind of a dress to 
satisfy the spiritual ego. But when Arjuna faces the challenge of life, he is given the Gita because now he is ready for a wide path. Otherwise, he is looking for narrow paths. And secondly, even more importantly, he gets the grand vision of the divine on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. And that he would have been deprived surely if he would have not accepted to participate in this terrible, terrible battle. So, there is a whole side of creation which is very challenging, engaging, which is dark, ugly and frightening. It's like a terror. And we have to face it. If we face it with the right attitude, with trust and in spite of that terror and the darkness, still with the will to be what the divine would want us to be, to put it very simply. Then we go through it and we are granted this integral vision. The mask is slain. As we read yesterday, terror will flee from thee in terror. But if we take the other route, sometimes we say it's much better to remain under this domain. Death may be a bad guy, these people say, but at least he gives me food to eat, gives me a nice jail called this material universe, gives me everything possible. Immortality is a dream. Divine is a hallucination. Who knows? Who has seen? All these people say. So then that is how death entices. There is a very nice dialogue with Nachiketa and again the two laws brought to a very practical level in Kathopanishad where Nachiketa says, I want to learn the secret of immortality. So death says, why do you want to learn immortality? You are a little kid. Go back. He says, no, I want to learn. In fact, the story in the beginning is also very interesting that his father, King Vajasravas, is performing a yagna and he gives cows and cattle which are old and no more worthy of anything to the gods in sacrifice. And this child questions, this is not the way to do yagna. What is the use of giving away what is extra and what you don't need? So father, like any other father, gets very angry. You are questioning too much. You shut up and keep quiet. I know what is to be done. I am a mature person. But the son questions insistently and the father gets very angry. At that point, the son, just to bring out the father, tells him, Okay, they say that in Yagna you must give that which you love the most. Whom do you give me, father? Father is annoyed by then. He says, I give you to death. And the child goes to the realm of death. And that's where the dialogue starts. So he tells death, ki, you are the best person to tell me about the secret of immortality. Because you know whether something survives or nothing survives. Some say that something survives, some say nothing survives. And it seems even the gods don't know this. That's what death says. You are asking something even the gods don't know. Why the gods don't know? Because they don't have a psychic being. Very simple. <laughs> so they don't know this. What's a, they don't know what is death. They are simply dissolved at the end of creation. So, when he asks this question, first he tries to dissuade him and then he says, okay, I will give you cattle and uh, riches and whatever you want. You wish and you will get it. Don't ask me this question. Now Nachikita is even more interested. What is it that he doesn't want to give while he is ready to give all these things? These are gifts of death. That's what we read in Savitri. Death says to Savitri, I give all these things to you. 
therefore they will have a term and i will take them at a one point of time so nachigita says i don't want this i want that which you really are holding inside even a zen story like that that you know a thief enters a monk's house and he is not able to find anything so as he is departing cursing the monk monk says wait 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 hold on you haven't checked that little you know drawer there there is a nice gold bowl there that may be of use to you so he takes it and goes away and says how he gave away so easily so next day he comes and says keep this bowl give me that which you have inside because of which you could give it away so readily something you are holding which you are not giving me he said okay now you sit down now you want the true thing so when nachikita makes that choice that no i want the true thing then yama says something very interesting he says shreyascha priyascha and that is another thing to be taught to children at a very young age that one thing is called pleasant priya priyas and another that which is good shreyas and you have to make a choice and depending on the choice you will get either the gifts of time or the gifts of the timeless it's not that the timeless will not give us gifts of time the mother had changed the rules of the game she said at one time i want my children to have food in golden vessels this is also true because she is divine mother but first thing she wants that we should have the gifts of the timeless sahanadi when she asked shurbindo i want to have a time peace shurbindo replied how about some timeless peace <laughs> so first thing is this and the other things will follow they may come may not come usually they come whatever we may call it past karma or to a devotee gifts of grace wonderful but we should not stay at that level where we our connection with the divine is only for these things then eventually the divine will say what is the use he is asking my those things which my deputy and subordinate death can give so after a while he will say fine please no need to ask me i am too busy with many things <laughs> i am appointed death for this very thing he will give you these things in plenty and we go there so this is another thing to be understood that devotion sometimes uh, can mask itself in worldly desires and after a while the divine will respond initially that's why in the gita there are four categories of bhaktas the arth distress call artharthi wanting material goods they are also bhaktas jigyasu seeker of knowledge of truth of light and gyani one who knows and yet is a bhakta and when shrubindu was asked why does the divine then fulfill the desires he says that's the first stage and divine expects that after a while we will begin to desire him who is fulfilling these desires <laughs> how long will we say mama you make this you make that everything is fine i love your food i love your uh, this i love you but i love you no mama becomes only for what she can do and give not for what she is so this is where the difference lies and we have to graduate from one level to the other 
and that's what the journey of yoga is when we say out of darkness to light so it's not enough to just be a devotee and surrender and you know ki i am now mother will take care of me all my material needs yes she will take care but what about the spiritual needs we should aspire that's why the law of aspiration why aspiration this was also asked to mother why should we aspire the divine can give us anyways she says yes but one you will not be ready so when they come you will not even know and not even value and you know the the patra will not be ready to hold that flame and second she says aspiration adds a special delight it's like you know there is a contact of the divine and because we have aspired it adds to the delight of receiving otherwise we don't notice it so this is one thing which i thought you know we'll share and with children another thing very important is with children when we talk about um that which is beyond and that which is above uh, it is best not to give dogmas not like you know this is only how it is no the divine can take many ways and there are many approaches but what is important is that there is a beyond there is something that escapes our understanding something which is like a ever opening door of progress in front of us and we have to go and discover there is a joy in this discovery sometimes you know we forget that like i remember the first moment when i came in contact with the divine mother it is something amazing but if children just grow up sometimes they may miss upon the joy of this discovery they have to discover it in their own way and the divine wants it like that he loves that people discover him in their own unique ways and that's the beauty so it's enough that children know there is something beyond something higher and to me she has come as mother and if she we would very much like that to you also she comes as mother but how she will come we don't know many of us have broken away from our groups our children have the right to break away from our groups just as we broke away from our parents groups and that's the joy of this discovery and it's not that that is lesser and greater it's it's that's how the divine works so this is the another respect the last thing is that why he has given this freedom dangerous freedom sometimes we say he should have done everything why all this drama freedom choice all this so that we not only have the joy of the goal but also the joy of the journey imagine a match where everything is fixed <laughs> idiots enjoy it but the players know what's happening i have to now in football also no it started <laughs> oh i have to allow one goal oh in this over i have to only concede you know so many runs i have to concede <clears throat> what is the joy in such a game so he has filled this world with unexpectedness so that there is a joy of discovery at every nook and corner of that which exceeds us that's the beauty of this play he plays with us the mother says that the divine plays with us we don't know how to play because we take the game too seriously this these are mother's words she says my child you know how divine has created this world if he took creation seriously he would not be able to create this delightful dangerous world it's like a snake and ladder game sometimes you are bit sometimes you go up and that's the way we play so it will be very nice to 
have this idea that we are playing with the divine. So when we are hurt, we can say foul play. You are not supposed to do this. Show a yellow card to the divine. Shubhendu says that in one of the aphorisms, he says earlier when I would uh, do something I am not supposed to do, I would feel guilty and you know. But now, if I fall, I tell, look at my Krishna and tell him, oh trickster, you are again at your tricks. You are trying to beat me and then the mask is gone. Then he says, oh you have discovered me. So we can discover the divine in every which way and that's how all life becomes yoga. Where every moment there is another kind of joy of discovery of the divine provided we are intent on discovering him. And that makes life wonderful, delightful but we take it too seriously. How we take it too seriously? We fix goals, we fix ends, we want everything fixed, match fixed life. We plan a whole life. I will earn so much then, you know, calculation, this much, this share market, that at the end of it. <laughs> what you were saying, you know, <laughs> 12 years I, I have taken insurance, one year I don't take and I end up spending money. <laughs> it's because the divine enjoys in the unexpected. <laughs> it's his way. You plan and fix something, Sure enough, he will sometimes play a spoil sport. He says, you are not playing with me. <laughs> this, is not a, this is not the rules of the game. You fix, I am not going to allow you to fix. They will always be in life. Lot of margin of the unexpected. And this is the beauty of the play. If there was nothing expected, life would be fixed in a small and narrow groove decided by, by our puny mind. That at the end of the day, I will have this much pension, I have my great-grandchildren around me, uh, I will die peacefully looking at their faces. <coughs> if this is ever granted, it means we have not yet entered the play. So this is the joy and the beauty and let's enjoy the play. And in this play, everything is full of delight. We don't know it. There is nothing else but delight in this creation. But we become too serious and so the delight escapes us. So this is what I want to read. Um, which we have taken out from Savitri. This is one of the replies that Savitri gives to death. It, I have taken out the passage. I have seen the page. This is one of the replies he gives. Because death whispers to Savitri, the voice of night. Oh, this is a hazardous, dangerous world. Accident, chance. Scares her like anything. There is failure. Don't you know? Who calls it is God's world? People, this can happen, that can happen. Murder can happen next door. I read it in the newspaper. Some Peter was running away and he was killed from the jail. You know, news are... No, what, what is his name? <laughs> Somebody, anyways. All these things. You don't know this world, real world. You talk about God. You are very nice. Sitting in ashram, you can talk about God. You don't know what real world is. My younger daughter, she fell in love with a boy and he just cheated her and went away. And see what happened to X. He was all saying, mother, 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 failed in his exams. 
good for nothing fellow, couldn't compete for IAS, another one is unemployed. This is not, this is the voice of death, making us afraid, afraid, fear, fear, fear. That's what Sri Krishna starts telling Arjuna. Arjuna, what is it that you are not afraid of? You are afraid of God, you are afraid of war, you are afraid of life, you are afraid of death. But there is another way to meet life and it is with delight. And here, Savitri, to the voice of night which terrorizes us all the time through its masks, whose names are fall, failure, sin, punishment, etc., etc., etc. A secret air of pure felicity, deep like a sapphire heaven, our spirits breathe. We don't even realize it. Every night we breathe it. That's why in the morning we say, ah, so good to meet the challenge of life. Someone has come and whispered in our ears the magical flute, the symbol Om. We don't recollect it, but morning we are again ready. Oh, I had a fight with you. Doesn't matter. It's okay. No, I've forgotten. Let's have a good cup of tea. <laughs> Secret air of pure felicity. Our hearts and bodies feel its obscure call. Our senses grope for it and touch and lose this joy. Even our senses and bodies feel for it and touch and lose it. If this withdrew, the world would sink in the void. We think we are going to save the world <laughs> with all our ideas, opinions. Bliss is at the head of things and only bliss can save this world. Bliss, which is the heart of love and wears the face of beatitude, the three which are one. If this were not, nothing would move or live. Is it Something philosophical? Now, Shurabindoin Savitri. A hidden bliss is at the root of things. Savitri is telling death. That don't scare me with this world. Don't tell me, you know, there is cheats, scoundrels. I know it. It's okay. But there is also God and His bliss. Yes, somebody cheated me. And that's bad. <laughs> but so many moments I had that were so beautiful. Often when people fight and quarrel... So this is one of the things which we use in counseling. Remember those moments when you were so happy with each other? Yes. Aren't they valuable? Yes. They are invaluable treasure. That's it. You can again recapture them. A mute delight regards time's countless works. And then a great aim for us to house God's joy in things. Space gave wide room. Why the divine has created this play? For delight. Space has created room. Please fill it with your toys and play with it. But he needs people to play with. No. So we have to be his friends and comrades. To house God's joy in self, our souls were born. This universe and old enchantment guards, its objects are carved cups of world delight. We were reading yesterday about ensnared, even when we were reading the love poem. 
Myself with myself have snared. Change I exceed and am for time prepared. But what kind of strong and vast philosophy is this? Not being afraid of like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to get caught. Oh, this is a trap. That is how to see that divine joy in everything and drink of its white cup. Whose charmed wine is some deep soul's rapture drink. That's why we are attracted to this world. Not because of some snare of maya. First, it is like this. We don't know the content, but we see the, ah, like, you know, nice packaging is done. The old formula is nice packaging. This will give me joy. Joy attracts us. We hold it. So, so, so much joy. And then we lose it. Because when we taste it, we say, no, 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 this is not good. The glass was good. Then next we are, no, no, I am not going to go by the glass. I am going to go by the color of the container content. Ah, sparkling blue. Drink it. Okay, not too bad, but nothing great. And so on and so forth, we move towards the delight which is hidden. But who is drawing us even to the form? It is He. Because there is nothing else but He. The all-wonderful has packed heaven with his dreams. He has made blank ancient space his marvel house. He spilled his spirit into matter science. So what is death really from that perspective? We can tell a child when we make something, a form, and we have not made it well, we rub it off. Right again. Imperfection is death. And perfection is immortality. As long as we are not able to really experience this delight in every pore of our cell, every cell, every pore of our body, it is bound to go because he wants to give us something still better, still better, still better. Till ultimately we have something which can fully hold the love's nectar cup. He spilled his spirit into matter science. Everything in this world speaks something about him. The ocean about his vastness, the galaxies about his mightiness, the atom and the pebbles about his beauty hidden in the smallest things, the plants, the flowers, the tiger, the lion, the serpent hissing and going. Everything speaks about something of the divine. This is the Gita's teaching also. When Krishna says, I am in all things. All things are nothing else but my projections. So he says, even the clever man's cleverness, I am its cleverness and intelligence. But we react to these contacts with shrinking. That becomes the source of pain. But if we can react it, you know, even a cobra, if you look at it from afar as it is walking by, it's amazing beauty. Something simply in its own way a marvel. Of course, if you go too near, this beauty is deadly. But in itself, it expresses another kind of charm. There are many things like that. The whole creation, everything is... Even when volcanoes erupt, if you go too near, you are drowned in it. It overwhelms you. But look at the eruption of the volcano and the thunderstorm and the tsunami. And you will literally feel that Kali is coming with her hairs flowing all around. 
It's one mood of that consciousness. It's frightening, no doubt, to the small and the limited. But when the consciousness grows vast, it can literally say, wait, Kali, wait, and she will wait. This There's stories like that. What is the story of Krishna and Trinavrat? Trinavrat is that blinding storm, tornado, which takes up baby Krishna and goes in a swirl. What does baby Krishna do? He doesn't say, oh my God, oh my God. He is God. What do we <laughs> So he simply says, ah, another way to have a fun, joy, delight. And the tornado is quietened. This is another way to meet this world, to see that delight. His fires of grandeur burn in the great sun. I was saying how matter is packed with the spirit's delight. He glides through heaven, shimmering in the moon. His beauty caroling in the fields of sound. Various kinds of sounds. He chants the stanzas of the odes of wind. Mantras. We want to use a tape recorder for mantra. What is the original mantra? The winds flowing through the gorges. What mantric. Mm-hmm, like that and they you know they can really enchant us and lull us to sleep the ocean sound it's so mantric I mean Pondicherry one of of course there is Samadhi so everything else loses its <laughs> but if you sit near the ocean after a while just the uh, ocean waves coming and retreating coming and retreating it's amazing his silence watching in the stars at night He wakes at dawn and calls from every bow. There is also not just bow, uh, but also bark, at least in Pondicherry sometimes. The divine wakes you up. Sometimes the crows crowing. There was a person in Auroville, a retired army general. So he says, you know, uh, every morning four o'clock, the crow and the dog would disturb him. And you should get annoyed because general, after all, you know, lived in such a wonderful life with everybody at his beck and call. Then he says, oh, this is divine's way of waking me up. Get up and do meditation. <laughs> he calls from every bow. The birds, the chirping of the birds. Lies stunned in the stone and dreams in flower and tree. Where he is not. Stunned in the stone and dreams in flower and tree. Even in this labor and dolor of ignorance. Now he is saying, no, no, I, I know you are going to ask all this. You are saying only beautiful things. What about battle and this and that. So he is saying, even in this labor and dolor of ignorance. On the hard perilous ground of difficult earth. In spite of death. And evil circumstance, a will to live persists, a joy to be. And now he gives example. There is a joy in all that meets the sense, a joy in all experience of the soul, a joy in evil and a joy in good. There are people who watch horror movies and they find great joy in it. You may call it perverse. Yeah, it's at one level it is. But everywhere, 
joy finds a door joy in evil and a joy in good a joy in virtue and a joy in sin you can't shut joy he will find a way to enter into human life indifferent to the threat of karmic law joy dares to grow upon forbidden soil <laughs> you say karma and all this joy will find a way to surpass it because it's there at the root of things you can't help it as is the consciousness so is the joy but joy is there if the consciousness is small the joy is small easily it comes for a moment and escapes you if the consciousness is vast the joy is vast if the consciousness is crude the joy is crude if the consciousness is subtle and refined the joy is subtle and refined if the consciousness is animal like the joy is animal like if the consciousness is god like the joy is the delight of the original cup this is the difference but see how everything everywhere only we must not mix up these joys so problem is when somebody who is experiencing the nectar cup of the gods starts entering into the asuras domain and says let me try your joy then there is a problem he must know that joy is meant for another kind of consciousness but to each his share of joy is given joy dares to grow upon forbidden soil its sap runs through the plant and flowers of pain even in pain some people enjoy pain they love even their illness why because suddenly they get some attention at least ah i believe you are ill then a bouquet of flower arrives no i am not yet dead please no i believe you are not well get well soon then a card comes ah i believe you have been very much troubled with back pain i wish you well ah this fellow who never bothered about me is suddenly wishing me well the wife tells you please don't worry i'll do everything and the husband tells her no no take rest i'll cook the food for you <laughs> the mother in law suddenly becomes very pleasant and the daughter in law suddenly becomes very caring all this why because of the joy of pain so you see one could ride a whole purana on pain purana <laughs> so there is joy even in the pain it thrills with the drama of fate and tragic doom even this the soul enjoys there was a incidents where a child 4 year old or 5 year old came under a car and died and mother said that this child just wanted to have only this particular experience parents are very unhappy i know another story this is of course the mother's words but i know another story which was like a i opener to me and this is very recent so may have heard some years back quite a few years back a family had come to pondicherry for the first time and as they were turning round the corner to go to the ashram oroshika they the child i mean they were walking the child was hit by a car and died very very painful story you know when i all of us who heard it recently the parents came and under in another context but they were sharing particularly the lady talking about 
now they have two more children said you know they are mother's grace it's all right then she said you may have heard how we lost our son so then i was bit you know shocked that they have lost a child now they have these two children they saying mother's grace so they told the whole story that they had come to velour for some treatment or something and this boy kept telling them i want to go to pondicherry very small boy 7 year 8 year old maybe less than 10 for what in the age i want to go to pondicherry i want to go to pondicherry saying why you want to go to pondicherry it's like he insisted and then as they entered pondicherry he said you know i don't want to go away from here i want to just live here strange for a child who has never come doesn't know anything and he died and the parents knew this fact none of us knew who had heard this story and then they knew that this was definitely the child had chosen for this and so they obviously it's very tearful they had no other child left at that point of time only one child it's a big tragedy then they prayed and offered to the mother then they have two beautiful children and you know they have in their own way become devotees so how the life can take even through and number of instances i know one instance where a person lost all four children grown up in one tragedy stroke in fact the mother had a dream two days before of death of all four and they were all at different places they came together and they died but she couldn't understand what the dream indicated it was a symbolic dream saw four bodies floating on water and after that initial pain and imagine one of the boys he had booked for them tickets to go to pondicherry no 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 you people have not gone out for so many years go go i have heard pondicherry is a nice place so after this great tragedy they just to just to you know because the son had booked the ticket they came that's when they met me and told the story obviously lot of pain but the way they turned subsequently towards mother and shubindo they now say after so many years ah we understand it was now this is my life this is why they have in one stroke and they say that so many years we were thinking we should more and more but we were not able to do and then the divine mother has given us an opportunity to serve i mean it's amazing these are real events and one wonders how this is possible but this is how destiny can operate even in tragic circumstance joy finds its root the joy of service to the divine mother the joy of turning to the divine through a most you know unimaginable thing so he says it tears its food from sorrow and ecstasy bliss it tears its food on danger and difficulty wets its strength some people go to climb mount everest and others call them fools but these others don't know what it means to climb mount everest and the joy of doing meeting that danger if there was no danger in life our delight would be half it adds a flavor to life when you have whether you take it conquering an internal enemy or you take it like you know something external there are people who love to surf the ocean and now in pondicherry this is not paid advertisement but i'm telling you that you know surfing has started 
even that balloon thing ride, eight thousand, huh? yeah, 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 parasailing. All this started. Now at one level, what is this? People enjoy it. They love to surf the ocean. They take a great joy in this. Even football, for that matter. Sometimes you feel what foolishness. You know, you break your bone. They play it. Hockey. There is a joy in having danger also. Imagine a world without danger. How insipid it would be. It has its own charm. Of course, during that process when you are going through it, it is bad. But eventually, you discover the joy. So there is this joy in danger. On danger and difficulty, wets its strength. It becomes stronger. It wallows with the reptile and the worm. It wallows with the reptile and the worm, and lifts its head, an equal of the stars. It shares the fairies' dance, dines with the gnomes. It basks in the light and heat of many suns. The sun of beauty and the sun of power. Flatter and foster it with golden boom, with golden beams. It grows towards the titan and the god. What greatness there is in this teaching! It takes away all fear of every kind. It grows towards the titan and the god. On earth, it lingers, drinking its. Deep fill, through the symbol of her pleasure and her pain, of the grapes of heaven and the flowers of the abyss, of the flame stabs and the torment craft of hell, and dim fragments of the glory of paradise. In the small paltry pleasures of man's life, in his petty passions and joys, it finds a taste. Taste in tears and torture of broken hearts. Can you imagine what a vast and strong doctrine this is? Truly for the great and the mighty. This is a very nice Urdu couplet. I am reminded of. It's written by Sufi, and um, it is in the context that you know he is drinking the drought wine. Of course, this wine is not just. Divine, but also divine. <laughs> Two kinds of wine are there. So in Pondicherry, both are available, by the way. So you have to make a choice. You can't have both. Guest houses don't allow the second one. So the sheikh, the worshipper, the mullah, threatens him. No, no, don't do this. Every day you must come. Offer your prayers in namaz, or go to temple. Offer flowers. You are a sinner. You don't know. God will never. You will roast in the fires of hell. Now imagine one consciousness which is scared, which doesn't do bad things because it's scared of hell. Shubhendu says that is a very primitive consciousness. Because of fear of hell, it will not do. Goodness is not because of fear of hell. Goodness is because of the love of goodness. But there is a stage in between, not because reward I will get or if I am honest I will get more money eventually. No, honest man may not get money. <laughs> the reward of honesty is a growth in goodness and integrity. So this man says to the mullah and the pandit, 
اے شیخ کیا پائے گا گل فشانی کر کے پوٹنگ فلاورس اینڈ ڈوئنگ دس اینڈ دیٹ کیا پائے گا توہین جوانی کر کے یو ہیو یوتھ فل آف یوتھ فل انرجیز ڈونٹ یو نو آئی جسٹ سیٹ اینڈ ڈو پریئرس دس بٹ لک ایٹ دا بھاو ان سائڈ اٹ یو نو اٹ از اے ڈیپر اینڈ دین ہی ٹیلس ہم تو آتشے دو جک سے ڈراتا ہے انہیں یو آر اسکیئرنگ می ود دا فائرس آف ہیل یو ڈونٹ نو وٹ آئی ایم تو آتشے دو جک سے ڈراتا ہے انہیں جو آگ کو پی جاتے ہیں پانی کر کے آئی ہیو ڈرنگ فائر ایز اٹ از واٹر اینڈ یو آر اسکیئرنگ می دیٹ یو ول گو ٹو ہیل اینڈ روسٹ ہیل ود ہیل دس از آلسو اے کائنڈ آف مائٹینس گریٹنیس تھرو وچ دا ہیومن سول پاسز ان اٹس انٹرمیڈیری اسٹیجز آف گروتھ ٹوورڈس دا لائٹ دا لیونائن مین وی سی ان ٹروجن وار ایچلس ایچلس از لائک دیٹ آلموسٹ ٹائٹینک ان ہز کلنگس اینڈ ہی از اے ہیرو اینڈ شوربندو ہیز ایگزالٹیڈ ہم ان لیون پیرس اٹ از سیٹ دیٹ شوربندو ہم سیلف واز پیرس واز اے بیبوتی آف شوربندو اینڈ ہیلن واز بیبوتی آف مدر اینڈ ہاؤ شی سیز ان الیون بیوٹیفل واز دا ڈے وین آئی ویڈیڈ مینے لاز بیوٹیفل وین آئی کراس دی تھریش ہولڈ اینڈ واکڈ وتھ پیرس بیوٹیفل دا شپ وچ بیڈ می اے ڈیو اوے فرام مائی کنٹری اٹ از گڈ اینڈ بیوٹیفل دیٹ نیشنس میں ڈائی فار ہیلنس فیس دس از اینڈ کائنڈ آف کانشیسنیس it is a titanic consciousness but there is a greatness in it it goes beyond the human spectrum it enlarges itself so this kind of and this is how you will see in indian thought the love for the superhuman even there there is a delight that's why in one of the aphorisms shubhendu says very beautifully and very paradoxically if you cannot give god the love of the wrestler give him the love of the titan wrestle of the titan love of god the lover then give him the love of the wrestler the titan he too at the end finds the delight and he is crushed this is a path which is chosen even that is it's a very dark path but get out of the smallness of the human frame full of fear full of fear not able to face the world this is the essence behind it not that people should enjoy sinning that's not what should be saying in savitri that is not the path for man but fear fear of punishment fear of you know karma theory i'll become a lizard in my next life if i do this i'll become a cockroach somebody will spray begone on me <laughs> this is nonsense scare scared scare fear this fear should go away that's all that shurbinda is saying that learn to play in this creation with god and then rise to a greater delight it taste in tears and torture of broken hearts in the crown of gold and in the crown of thorns in life's nectar of sweetness and its bitter wine all being it explores for unknown bliss sounds all experience for things new and strange it climbs 
it exults in his high resolves and noble deeds wonders in his errors dares the abysses brink it climbs in his climbings wallows in his fall angel and demon brides his chamber share and then this goes on and towards the end when one has gone through life in this way at one place shrivinda says it's very important in this yoga to have jud vivre jud vivre is the joy of life yoga is not for those who are morose dull fearful oh what may happen oh what may happen what may happen <laughs> at the end of everything there is mother so it needs that strength and shrivinda is filling us with that strength not like we should be full of fear so here he says at last when one has gone through all this but not forever endures this danger game so you know now the other law when one has gone through it but we have to go go through it the law of the way is there we can there is no shortcut there is no escape but when but not forever endures this danger game beyond the earth but meant for delivered earth wisdom and joy prepare their perfect crown at last the soul turns to eternal things see how problematic can be to reach shrivindo only in portions he is showing us a whole continuum through which the soul journeys joy carries it join smallness join greater greater till at last he is ready the joy of danger the joy of charms the joy of sin the joy of good the joy of virtue all this prepare eventually for that greater thing in every shrine it cries for the clasp of god this one line is so beautiful where is god shrine everywhere everyone one is prepared through this wideness then in every shrine it cries for the clasp of god we have such beautiful examples one of them which comes to my mind is of chaitanya mahaprabhu may have heard about his story there are two very interesting stories about his life shrivindra had said that he was an anshavatar of krishna he has confirmed this shrivindra one story is of jagai and madhai which shrivindra himself has quoted in one of the letters as the story of grace which can come even to the sinner so jagai and madhai are two extremely uh, ruffians and their only job is to catch hold of people threaten them and part with their money and what they do with the money drink so one day they catch hold of one of the disciples of chaitanya mahaprabhu and he has nothing so they beat him and they leave him look at the ruffians they are like that suddenly when chaitanya mahaprabhu comes to know he goes into that mood of krishna with the chakra and his disciple tells chaitanya mahaprabhu calm down sir calm down just because they have thrown a few stones should i become cross with my krishna in that form and chaitanya mahaprabhu calms down and jagayan jagai and madhai turn from that moment towards grace they become two very famous well known apostles of chaitanya mahaprabhu because they had never experienced this kind of love there quite a few disciples even with mother experienced this kind of unconditional love so our whole ideas 
go for a six what the divine was preparing behind the scene but a time comes when we have to leave this and enter the second law and another story which clasp of god of chetan mahaprabhu is that he would suddenly go into those moods of krishna 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 and he saw the blue ocean suddenly said ah krishna and jumped into it he saw krishna of course krishna rescued him through some other hand this is every where the clasp of god we don't have to you know this whole world is a shrine this is such a beautiful meditation then is there played the crowning mystery then is achieved the longed for miracle immortal bliss her wide celestial eyes opens on the stars she stirs her mighty limbs time thrills to the suffix of her amur song and space fills with a white beatitude then leaving to its grief the human heart then one goes to a point where grief leaves the human heart abandoning speech and the name determined realms through a gleaming far seen sky of wordless thought through naked thought free heavens of absolute sight she climbs to the summits where the unborn idea remembering the future that must be looks down upon the works of laboring force this was the aim this the supernal law so this is the beauty and delight and where does shubindo take us it's unimaginable any questions hmm. yes sir joy finds its way right. so yeah that's that's not sincere joy is it it's not about sincerity it is sincere if the depending on the level of consciousness a person who is like an animal it's fine for that person because that is the level of consciousness and at one point shubindo says that mother says don't try to pose like a saint if you are not one so it is a sincerity of its own kind but as we grow up the scale then the conflict starts and then we have to grow sincere to the level at which we are standing and towards which we are aspiring so that's why judgmentalness is not good it's okay for somebody at that level as i said imagine a person who is scared of hell and therefore does good and another who is not scared of hell who is greater difficult question i know of a man who used to drink every day drunkard alcoholic near the ashram it was a sobering experience when one day he and he would you know very nasty fellow in certain ways it is a long story how i you know things which people must have heard so let me not repeat it but he one day tells me 
what else is there except mother's love? I said, if this fellow can experience this with all this drink, he is saner than many who are, who are never touched. So we should not be judgmental because each one, according to his or her own level, goes through life experiences. The important message here is, don't shrink with fear. Face life with gusto and trust. Face life as if it's a sport and a play. And then we are prepared for that greater joy. If we shrink, if we are afraid, then we are not ready for the greater thing. That's all the message is. Yes, sincerity will come. Because as we enter into the level of a greater joy, then if we go back to the degraded joy, then it takes away our capacity. So it's best not to do that. But face life with courage, with fear. This because death is terrorizing Savitri. You don't know this life here. You want Satwan back here. You better ask for Nirvana. That's a better goal. I am telling you. All this he tells her. You know, there is Nirvana you have forgotten. Just for your reminder. Why do you want Satwan here upon earth? You know, there is a whole philosophy of so-called yoga which is based on nothing but fear. And it's called spiritual. Afraid of life on earth. Oh, somehow if I can escape through a door into salvation, some God, some Guru, some religion can make me escape. What is it? This is not the path for the great. This is weak souls who look for that. But the great ones love to face the danger and the charm and through that because they are prepared for the great far off goal towards which the divine is leading. They trust in God and that is the teaching of the Gita. These are the fears of Arjuna. No. I am being insincere. I am doing a sin. How can I kill my own relatives? You are asking me to do a gory job. So he opens the door of a wide path. So this is the wide path. So what if we come for a thousand births? Look, when you look particularly in the Indian context and I think it's everywhere. All religions. Oh, Christ will save you from all sins. Therefore, you baptize yourself, adopt this church and we will, uh, you have signed your name in the entry book. That's done. You are done. Similar thing with other evangelists in, in the Hindu culture. <laughs> that you know, if you, uh, you know, you want a path of salvation, this world is full of sorrow, suffering, like death they are speaking. Baba, there is joy also. That's why people don't, you know. There is more joy, by the way. No, no, no. This is dangerous. And then there is karma law, you know. You must have done some sin. If not this life, next life you are going to become a cockroach. Please find an escape. The Muslims go one step further. Improvised. <laughs> Improvised. Another route to nirvana. Simply blast yourself and let 25 die and 60, 60, 70 maids will wait for you. I mean, it's even worse. But all of them, ultimately, what are they saying? Saying the same old stuff. Fear, fear, fear. Fear of earth, fear of life, fear of... And from that is born these weak philosophies. But this is not what the ancient land of Aryavarth was. They didn't shrink from life. Collected poems is there? I think. Yeah, I think it is 
probably here. They didn't shrink from life. They faced life. It's challenge. It's glory. Few lines from the poem Rishi, which incidentally the mother has read. If you can maybe get it somewhere and download it, it'll be beautiful. Not not now, but otherwise. This is a wonderful poem, the Rishi. So here, the background is that there is um, on the North Pole or South Pole, civilization has come, become extinct. Like the Ice Age, which they have shown in uh, movies, no? What was the movie, which American movie? Ice Age, that's the name, okay. Everything has become ice and you know they're finding and some people escape also. So much full of fear. So here there is one survivor, the king Manu and the Rishi. Rishi. They somehow escape the holocaust. So Manu is feeling life is so futile. All is gone. What are we here for? And he asks the Rishi questions. And the Rishi answers. And it goes step by step. It's a long poem, so I'll I will only read the last bit. And it has that Miltonian verse, you know, uh, one and a half, or you can say three footer. It's a very interesting. Page 235. It's a very long poem. So just I am reading the last bit. The bright epiphany, whom we name God, towards whom we drove, in spite of weakness, evil, grief and pain, He stands behind. Look at the line of Kathopanishad. Suryo yatha sarvaloka se chakshu Nalipyate chakshushe bahyadosha. And what do we say? Oh, he is an evil soul, wicked soul, good soul, bad soul, poor soul. Soul is like Suryo yatha sarva lokasya chakshu. Nalipyate chakshushe bahyadosha. Eko sthita sarva bhutantaratma. Nalipyate lokadukhin bahya. It grows with ex- every experience. There is a line in Savitri. Drinks experience like a strengthening wine. So we should not shrink from life. The worlds of sleep, he is and shall remain when they grow blind to individual joys. For even these are shadows, king, and gloriously into that luster seas from which they sprang. We are but sparks of that most perfect fire, waves of that sea. From him we come, to him we go. Desire eternally. And so long as he wills, our separate birth is and shall be. Don't worry. When we are ready, there is a line, another line in Savitri. After we have served this great divided world, God's bliss and oneness are our inborn right. It's not that we have to, oh my God, oh my God, somehow I must get it. Oh, that fellow has got nirvana, I have not got it. I believe he lives in Brahman consciousness. Where am I? It's not a competition or a... <laughs> Many people get into that ambition, you know. Yoga ambition. 
like a CEO. God has rewarded this person, not me. So here it is. Each one's journey is unique and there's the joy of it. Shrink not from life, O Aryan, but with mirth and joy receive his good and evil, sin and virtue, all he, till he bids thee leave. I'll read these four lines again. Shrink not from life, O Aryan. The Rishi is telling. Shrink not from life, O Aryan, but with mirth and joy receive his good and evil, sin and virtue, till he bids thee leave. But while thou livest, perfectly fulfill thy part. Conceive earth as thy stage, thyself the actor strong, the drama his. Play out thy, that, that part. So beautiful. Work, but the fruits to God alone belong. Who alone is? Look how he has compressed the mighty teaching of the Gita. One line. Work, don't shrink. Work, but the truths to God alone belong. Who only is? Work, love and know. So shall thy spirit win immortal bliss. And then what a wide. This teaching is really for the mighty. That's how Sri says the teaching of the Upanishad and the Gita is for the mighty and the strong in soul. Look what he's saying. Love men. Love God. Fear not to love. O king, fear not to enjoy. Who can say this? Fear not to love, O king. Fear not to enjoy. For death's a passage. Grief a fancied thing. Fools to annoy. <laughs> it's like you are enjoying an ice drink. A fly comes, annoys you. That's grief. Throw it off. Fools to annoy. From self-escape. And find in love alone a higher joy. Because love takes us out of the ego boundaries. So Manu says again one last time, O Rishi, I have wide dominion, the earth obeys, and heaven opens far beyond the sun, her golden gaze. But him I seek, the still and perfect one, the sun, not rays. So he says again, it's okay. But I want that. And it ends by the Rishi reminding him, seek him upon the earth. You want to seek that sun, supramental sun? It is hidden in matter, in your body. Liberate it from your body's casements so that the bodies may burn with that immortal fire. This is supramental transformation of the body. Seek him upon the earth for thee he set in the huge press of many worlds to build a mighty state for man's success who seeks his goal. Perfect the human might, perfect the race. And then from the Upanishad, Tattvamasi. For thou art he, O king, only the night is on thy soul. This is the what the Upanishad says, no? Tattvamasi, thou art that. Thou art he, O king, only the night is on thy soul. By thy own will, remove it and recover the serene hole. 
What is to be done? This is death, the night of ignorance. You have chosen not to be God, to be this small little puny creature and identify with this limited name and form and say, I am this. But you can recover the serene whole. Thou art indeed the serene whole, thou art indeed, then raise up man the lover to God the goal. This is how it ends. Strong dose. That's what we just said. Clasp of God. Go to your restaurant. Cook for mother. Look at all the people who come to your place. Different aspects of mother are coming. Worship her in all that you do. Then life will become a marvel. This is remembrance. Remembrance is not cut off from life. Oh, I have to stop this to remember clasp of God in everything. This is the wide path. The other path is, oh, this is distracting me, so I must stop this and this, okay, as a beginning. But here he has given us a very wide path. In all actions, try to see and feel God. God in success, God in failure, God in rise, God in fall, God in good, God even in evil. He came as a nasty customer, he was wearing a mask, not so good mask. God, I don't like when you wear this mask. That's what Krishna tells, uh, Arjuna tells Krishna. I don't like this, this form of yours. <laughs> so we can play with him, play with God. Yes, Exactly, this is the voice of night. Every time people told the mother, Oh, mother, you will be unhappy, you will get mad at me. Mother said, My child, but I am incapable of getting angry. <laughs> Remember, mother only loves. And she perfectly understands as no one else. This is not a, again, you see, everything can have its other. This is not a sanction for doing good, uh, bad consciously. But don't be scared. Basic idea is that. Of course, if we have a make a choice, do good, definitely. Do good according to your own understanding. But not shrinking from life. Oh, this is bad, I should not. This is, you know, not like that. People would ask mother, if I fall in love, what should I do? Because we are supposed to love only you. They have asked this question. Mother said, love truly. It is the best preparation for yoga. If you get cheated, you will learn ki, okay... <laughs> Divine is true love. Or if you go through it properly, then you will discover divine love. That's it. As simple as that. But there are people who are scared. Oh my God, this may happen, that may happen, this is near. This. this is not the way. Look at the great teaching of the Gita is given to whom? Arjuna. Who is Arjuna? Many-sided talent who meets life with gusto. 
Arjuna's exploits itself will make a whole Mahabharata in its own right. He is the recipient for the Gita, not a meditating monk in some monastery. This is the path. So, mother never gets mad, for sure. If mother ever got mad, this creation would have collapsed long, long back. <laughs> there would be no hope for anyone, not even for the highest and strongest of sadhaks. Mother only loves. That's what we read, no? I love, I see, I act, I will. She only does that. Yes, yes, child. Yeah, that's true. Very true. That we should not get upset if the food has not been cooked well after surrender. But at the same time, when we are cooking for mother, we should try to make good food. Tea, for instance. <laughs> but if it doesn't work out well, well, it didn't work out well. It's okay. Mother is not going to get cross with me. But you should try to make it good because we are making for mother not for anybody else. So this should be the way and very rightly put, yeah. True surrender would include many other things. True surrender, actually true surrender of dissolve would mean that even the will to act is surrendered. That comes much later. It's called Sarv Sankalp Sanyas because we are choosing to make food because we want to make food. But surrender of resolve will take us to another level where we do the thing that the divine inspires us to do. And no more decided by our mental, like, thought and plan. Yes. <laughs> Good one. I know. Shurabindu wrote that and mother had to explain that whole passage. One more thing that I have a conflict here. Whereas the Lord of Kalzur only requires the smallest hole to open in yourself and it will just penetrate that hole and completely capture. So why that? No, uh, actually, actually it is uh, more the divine. If you give a small hole, he will enter and occupy the full place. So, when Shurabindu wrote this, there was a certain context, this letter was written to a certain person, we should not forget. And mother was asked this question. She said, no, no, it is not that the grace withdraws means you have to do everything. It waits and prepares you and waits for you to be ready. That's all it means. Let's put it in a certain context that if mother has cooked a very good food for the child and the child wants junk food. So that food is like Mother says, okay, you taste it. So what does it mean? It's not that the mother will not cook food. She waits. The child has junk food. After a while, she says, I've got a bad stomach. Or I've discovered, mom, that Maggie contains high amount of MSG. <laughs> it will happen. 
So she will wait. She is just waiting behind the scene. And then she rushes and once again takes him the arm. Oh, I have already kept, you know, nice idlis and vadas ready for you. Come, my child. So it, it's not a harsh something. I know when you read that first letter of the mother, it sounds very strong and almost harsh. But mother was asked this question. Yeah, yeah, it can create fear. And mother has spoken about it when sadhaks asked her. She said, no, it is not like that. This is not what he meant. She has said, this is not what he meant. It sounds almost like, you know, there is no hope. <laughs> yeah. So, mothers, that's why she is mother's love, you know. She is, takes all the burden. But she waits. See, if we don't value it, if we don't, we are not grateful, if we throw it away, then she has no choice but to wait. And she waits till the poison stuff is cleared. And then she will step in. But she never abandons or condemns. Acceptance of situations. Acceptance is only one part of surrender, but it can also, we may be inspired to change things. Then in that case, we have to surrender the deed. If we feel from inner, inwardly that we must change things, then mother has spoken about it, that particularly this aspect, that if we surrender, we have to just accept things as they are. She said, this is the first step. When we learn to accept things, we grow strong and then we have the power to change them. Otherwise, it will be obviously a very sad world where, you know, we all say we just accept things as they are. It would be a disaster. We have to be sometimes active to change them. But first acceptance, this is how the mother put it, first acceptance and then change. So those who don't go through the process of acceptance, they become only more and more agitated and frustrated because the strength to change and the power to change doesn't come. So first we accept and then we offer and then a time comes when we are inspired to participate and change. Then we have to go for the change and go with again the spirit of surrender. Otherwise Gita would have no meaning. If surrender is only about acceptance then Arjun was doing the right thing. He is accepting that Duryodhana has kicked me out and this is God's will. But Krishna tells him no. So, first we have to learn to have that strength to endure. You see, all good wrestlers, first thing that is taught in judo as well as wrestling, to learn to fall and not cry. First thing, even in wrestling, you are taught this. And then you become strong enough to overpower the opponent. So, that same thing applies in real life that we have to first learn to endure. And acceptance is part of endurance but it is not it does not mean that whatever happened is God's will that the mother says very clearly that if you start thinking all that happens is God's will then very often you will be led by the hostile forces into a very dark domain there was an instance where uh, you know and this is how very often people uh, accept understand it that you know one lady was hit by a truck and she had a fracture and uh, you know the man who was um, you know, the big boss of an institution wherever I, am, I was working, he was a so-called devotee of some Baba and spiritual minded. So he goes and consoles her, you know what, must be your karma, so you must accept it. Now this is not done. He has the capacity to change. He has to find out. Trucks will come and mow down human beings and you say, accept. But first step is to learn to endure an event without shrinking, without fear, without, you know, 
complaining and grumbling. Then you become a field for a wider action upon earth. Yeah, yeah, nothing is different. Yeah. We just read all his bliss. As, as huh. Yeah. So, in this conquest of immortality or conquest of death, there has been many rishis in India where they had ikshan rishis. Hmm. So, had they conquered the death? I'm not sure that they were rishis. Uh, I know of instances in Indian thought, authentic instances. Right, yes. Claiming is a different thing. One was Bhishma. He was not a Rishi. But a man who met life with all the strength. So, he knew Krishna is the divine. And yet, stood on the other ranks. And when somebody asked him, why are you doing it? He says, anyways, we are a gone race. Krishna is on the other side. Definitely, they are going to win. The result is clear. Of course, he wanted to help in his own way the Pandavas by being on the side of Korvas. Korvas could not have or Pandavas could not have imagined a better general than Bhishma on the other side, who was a great sympathizer of the Pandavas and would ensure Karna will not fight under him, I will not kill the Pandavas, I will kill only these many soldiers. So he was in his own way helping, and he was the man who had Ikshamrityu, this one. Another instance which is in, in, in history is Dadichi. He was both a Rishi as well as a man who fought in his own way the great battle. Of course, he is shown only like a rishi. But in the whole Devasur Sangram, he swallowed all the weapons and those energies into himself and then gave up his body in an act of sublime sacrifice. The third example I know is of Dhyuman Bhai in the ashram context, who just served the mother day and night. That was his life. Duman Bhai. So, very few have that, you know, I am not bringing Shubhindra and the mother, they are beyond all this. But, otherwise, there are very few instances of Ikshamrityu. Even Swami Vivekananda, he knew about his death for sure. There are instances. But, who is Swami Vivekananda? Not a meditating monk in a mission. Traveling across the globe, wearing western dress when he is in the west. Even drank wine, ate meat. It's a fact. And yet Vivekananda is Vivekananda because he is mighty and towering and fearless. One attribute, he used to say, when people asked him, uh, what are the attributes of Brahman? Is it attributeless or without attribute or with attributes? He said, Brahman is fearless. It was there in his consciousness. So, these are the people who have authentically, so, as long as there is fear of death, there is no question of even being a candidate for immortality. It's a paradox. There was somebody who came to Ashram with this idea that I'll be immortal. So when diseases began to strike him, he came and he was very unhappy. I said, why are you so unhappy? Nah, I to Ashram I said, Etna darhes, you are afraid so much. He said, I came to this ashram because it is said that we will become immortal through supramental yoga. I said, but why you are uh, want you want to become immortal? He said, no, no, I am very afraid to die. Every night I am not able to sleep because I am afraid if morning I don't get up. I said, what will happen if you don't get up? You will be taken to Muthyal Pet and, uh, you know, fire. That's all. Nothing special will happen. 
You will be in your dream world. You will be thinking that you are alive. Somebody will take care of your body. That's the end of the story. So this is the whole thing. Yes, I think... That is the last immortality. Physical immortality is the last crown. But before that, we can realize the immortality of the soul, which day before yesterday we spoke about. And yesterday we spoke about immortality of the inner consciousness. We can realize that. Immortality of the body, when the same, this inner consciousness becomes immortal by expanding into the limitless, the vast, the supramental Godhead. And then that Godhead begins to enter our body and the body begins to burn with that flame. It cannot come by any other process. There is no other way that, you know, I am working to get my body immortalized by doing some exercise. It just doesn't work. The supramental sun has to enter into the body or emerge from the body and slowly the body has to be accustomed to that. And that is the difficulty. It is very near. But are the, is the body ready? That's the whole question. Because if it emerges, it will burn away. That is the problem. The Hanuman tried, no, going to sun to become supramental. And he swallowed it. And the gods put him down. Jatayu tried. Burnt, Sampati burnt his wings. Didilas and Ekaras tried. Fell back. It's very tough to bear that intense light and heat and pressure of the energy. So we should just keep on striving to grow in that consciousness and that is the tapasya. It means tap, to bear that heat, to bear that light. And after a while, automatically, it will grow in the cells and begin to change it. And that will happen automatically. We don't have to aspire to become physically immortal. That part should be made very, very clear. Because behind that aspiration, there is egoism. I will become immortal. This I, Mr. Muthu, will not become immortal. It will no more be that. <laughs> Shubhendra used this word. Supra, <laughs> supramental Muthu. Anybody. There is nothing like Alok Pandey will become immortal. <laughs> Alok Pandey has to die to himself to be even a candidate of immortality. As long as he is Alok Pandey, limited personality form, identified with this smallness, no way. He stands far back in the queue. But the day Alok Pandey dies and mother is there, then at least there is a candidate. But he has to forget about both death and immortality and remember only the mother. That is the path. And she will grant it as a gift. She will prepare. She will do. And whatever we are ready, that's the beauty. Yes, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Please, 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 please. Yes, that's a lovely incident. Please share it, yes.
Never looked at. This is the path that they have walked and this is what they have shown to us. Yes, please. That's what. By seeing the divine behind all appearances. I am telling you the perfect way. But as a psychiatrist, we tell lesser ways. <laughs> we also prescribe medicines. <laughs> but <laughs> the best way, the yogic way, is to eventually train the mind and consciousness to see the divine behind all appearances. To learn to call the mother at all times. In the face of every danger and difficulty, the first thing to do is to call the mother. So this is the yogic way of getting rid of fear. To flung oneself into the mother's arms in the face of imminent danger. To imagine that mother is surrounding. Mother, protect me mother. This is the way to get rid of all fear. So this is the yogic way. Otherwise, of course, there is a way of knowledge, rationalizing, and you know, sometimes there is not much time for that. And then the things change. Another way is to simply pray to the mother, Mother, I am full of fear, remove it from me. And persistently to pray and she will do it. To offer the fear to the mother. Whichever way. She knows all languages, fortunately. Amma, ma, mother, annai, all, all words. But it should be from the heart with a complete trust in her presence. That's all she needs. Even without calling, she will hear the call. In Savitri there are lines, all nature dumbly calls to her alone to heal with her feet the aching throb of life. There is no single perfect way in fact, there is no perfect way. How do I call my mama when I am in distress? Mom, mommy, it's okay, she knows. Children don't even know mommy. They simply say, cry. And mommy goes running. Why is the child crying? Now they have to figure out. Child doesn't say, why am I crying? They have to figure out whether it's more hot or more cold or whether he has done susu or whether he is hungry or his stomach is full or gas and they eventually figure out. They don't expect the child to describe all the problems. Yes, if we are conscious and we can tell it, very good. But even if we are not conscious, 
still a cry from the heart is enough for her to respond countless experiences i can narrate and i'm sure in everybody's life so any which way call her but call her with the trust that she is here not with a doubt oh i don't know i am calling her but maybe it was better that 911 was a better option <laughs> maybe i am doing a mistake i should have first called my lawyer fixed up a time then thought about calling the mother then it doesn't work first aid mother second aid all other things i used to teach this in medical college so i would often play with this and say what is first aid they would start by giving all kinds of things so i would tell them first aid is call the divine is the first aid second aid is reassure third aid is do this tie a tourniquet and this and that first aid is that yes yeah mother has said that because in this world it is very very obvious that things are not happening according to what the divine wants otherwise it would be a perfect world rapes murders deception cheats scoundrels sitting on thrones murakh murakh raj karat hai pandit firat bhikari scoundrels sitting on thrones men of wisdom outcast roaming as beggars this not god's world it obviously it is an imperfect world we may blame it on karma or whatever else but this is not god's world this is not how god's world should be so if we are be- believe as we are told that whatever happens you know it is because the divine will wanted it to happen we will be misled by the hostile voices and be completely away you see it's like imagine rama would have believed that ravana has taken away my janki god's will <laughs> arjuna believed oh my kingdom has been snatched by duryodhana god's will that is not the way god's will has to be perceived god's will is not fully it is distorted by many layers through which it enters eventually it has the last word but in the bargain it is distorted by many layers of consciousness just as if a prime minister gives an order swachh bharat campaign immediately things don't become clean everybody takes his pound of flesh even in the process of cleaning the gang ganges they clean their own homes and backyards sad part but it's true no it's not that the man is not well intentioned but this is how it is so how do you tackle this situation it must change so this is the way we have to understand that in creation everything that happens is not god's will and if we take it like that we will be misled number of times but also it doesn't mean whatever i want that was god's will and if it didn't happen therefore there is a, something hostile it's a very very tricky thing this world is a mixture but what is true is that everything can be turned and the divine does turn everything into good so if we take a certain attitude it helps us to bring the nectar out of that so out of darkness we can grow in strength out of joy into sweetness that is a different side 
But events and circumstances are not expressions of God's will. Yeah, that that would be more accurate because bad and good are mental values, but something the way it, we didn't imagine it. So we must conquer our heart throbs that I should not feel bad. Not that it is God's will. I should not feel bad about it to start with. I should not be agitated. I should not react with hatred and anger. I should bring calm and quiet. Then pray and aspire that, well, I don't know what is really good for me, but I want it this way. Now you take hold of reins of my life and move my chariot and if you want to go one step further, we may say, let your will happen. Then things will begin to change. Yes, I know this is a uh, this is a way it is a I, I I I mean if I were an animal I would not like it because animals are much better than humans they they are not crooked they don't deceive most of them are quite content with whatever is given the only thing about animal is well they in fact as uh, if you see really animals they will mate only in season. But man doesn't follow anything. If man even followed the animal curve of spontaneous natural instinct, life would be much better. But because the mind has entered into the play and has distorted everything, the sense of I-ness and minus has come. Animals don't have this. Animals let go more easily. I mean, there is a story in the Upanishads about all the animals going to Brahma. And lion says, I am stronger than man. Dog says, I am more faithful than man. And you know, the swan says, I am more vivekshil than man. And every animal says, I am more swift. The deer says, I am more swift than man. Why is man regarded as the highest uh, of all creation? So Brahma says, um, actually, you know, is because man has something which none of you has. So what is it? It says, buddhi, vivek. So is it? So they are all disappointed and going away. Then they have a brilliant idea suddenly. They come and ask Brahma that, uh, but what if man doesn't use his buddhi rightly? So Brahma says, then he will be inferior than you, for sure. So basically, um, animal creation, there is a divinity in it. There is a spontaneous divinity in it. Animals are not bad at all. Even a crocodile is not bad. Even a ajgar, you know, the python eats only when it is hungry. It will catch its prey for one month, he will digest it. During that time, if any creature passes near anaconda, he will not disturb. 
I mean, only in movies we have shown anaconda so bad. You see cobras. If you don't go near them, snakes will not harm you. If you step over them, they will harm you. And he will, even before harming, he will give a warning, hiss, stay away. Look at man, he will give a sweet smile and carry a dagger in his hand. Let him come near, I'll have him. So man has something in him which is crooked and perverse, no doubt. But that is because of the intervention of the mind. I am saying only from facts point of view, not one is the philosophy part. I know there are various explanations, very, very incomplete and imperfect and to get into that is a different matter. But basically, mind brings the sense of division, separativeness. Mother, in fact, says that I remember the story when that time when animal creation evolved into man. And she says, I was present at that time. And she even says, which side was it? And she says, it was a very harmonious creation. The mind had just come, and yet it was a humanity largely like an animal. That's why Tarzan is an icon. Tarzan is like an animal. But there is beauty in Tarzan. His love is spontaneous. There is, but with mind, most of the problems in life are not done with by primitive people. The tribals are very good people. They are exploited. Most of the crookedness comes with so-called education, gentle manliness, suit and boot. You go to a branded shop and see they charge you how much money and we part with it very happily. The same thing you, you may get, something very close, a man on the footpath, you bargain with him, he will agree, reduce the money and give you. But branded shop, if you say he look down upon you, who, are, who is this fellow who has come and wanting? So this man, man brings so much crookedness as he goes up the ladder in a mental spiral. The only way out is to go further now into the supramental vastness. Can't fall back below. He can't become a little animal. He has lost that. The charm and beauty of an animal life. Same thing you see in children. Most children, when the mind has not come, there is something very beautiful and divine about them. If they don't like a person, they will say, I don't like this person. This man, you are asking me to touch his feet. This fellow, why should I touch his feet? He's a scoundrel. Some parents will say, no, he's a Babaji. Don't do like that. Don't say like that. <laughs> He'll get angry. Eh, what angry? I, don't, I want to go and play. But when the same child grows into an adult, he wants to please also a Babaji, maybe my business, this Baba may help. Even when he is able to see through the game, he yet wants to reserve a birth in heaven. So while he is doing all his crookedness, he also goes to a Babaji so that he, from every side he has reservation and booking. If this doesn't work, here is a man who will probably rescue me. So this is crookedness. People with the mind, so much deception comes. So much crookedness comes. Animals are very good. And below animal even better. Plant life, flowers, spontaneously they answer. They respond. They have done experiments that, you know, plants and uh, plants respond to human thought, human feelings. Problem is man doesn't.
Shivendra has those lines in Savitri. In man is somewhat something dim, disturbing lives. It deviates from the straight path. Why does it? That's a different story, and I'm not getting into it because that's going into metaphysics. But the point is, we have to get out of that spiral. <laughs> we can maybe, if you want, we can want to close with reading something or. Yes, So we will read these three passages. <clears throat> we were speaking about man. The other side of man. <laughs> A dark, concealed hostility is lost in the human depths, in the hidden heart of time, that claims the right to change and mar God's work. His secret enmity ambushes the world's march. It leaves a mark on thought and speech and act. It stamps stain and defect on all things done. Till it is slain, peace is forbidden on earth. There is no visible foe, but the unseen is round us, forces intangible besiege, touches from alien realms, thoughts not our own, overtake us and compel the erring heart. Our lives are caught in an ambiguous net. It is the origin of all, it is the origin of our suffering here, it binds earth to calamity and pain. A whisper lures to evil the human heart. It seals up wisdom's eyes, the soul's regard. It is the origin of our suffering here. 
it binds earth to calamity and pain. This all must conquer who would bring down God's peace. This hidden foe lost in the human breast, man must overcome or miss his higher fate. This is the inner war without escape. Then, another passage. But the divine uses even this for his work. His knowledge he disguised as ignorance. His good he sowed in evil's monstrous bed, made error a door by which truth could enter in. His plant of bliss watered with sorrow's tears. A thousand aspects point back to the one And then the final word <clears throat> Now mind is all and its uncertain ray. Mind is the leader of the body and life. Mind the thought driven chariot of the soul. There are greater destinies mind cannot surmise. Mind is not all his tireless climb can reach. There is a fire on the apex of the worlds. There is a house of the eternal's light. There is an infinite truth, an absolute power. Abandoning the dubious middle way, a few shall glimpse the miraculous origin and some shall feel in you the secret force and they shall, and they shall turn to meet a nameless tread, adventurers into a mightier day, ascending out of the limiting breaths of mind, they shall discover the world's huge design and step into the truth, the right, the vast. Then shall the truth supreme be given to man. There is a being beyond the being of mind. There is a consciousness mind cannot touch. Its speech cannot utter nor its thought reveal. It has no home on earth, no center in man, yet is the source of all things thought and done. And finally, <clears throat> the great assurance even should, I, 
even should a hostile force cling to its reign and claim its rights perpetual sovereignty and man refuse his high spiritual fate yet shall the secret truth in things prevail for in the march of all fulfilling time the hour must come of the transcendence will when superman is born as nature's king his presence shall transfigure nature's world he shall light up truth's fire in nature's night he shall lay upon the earth truth's greater law man too shall turn towards the spirit's call minds lit inspire the occult summoner here and lives blaze with a sudden inner flame and hearts grow enamored of the divine delight and hearts grow enamored of divine delight and human wills tune to the divine will these separate selves these spirits oneness feel these senses of heavenly sense grow capable the flesh and nerves of a strange ethereal joy and mortal bodies of immortality this is the path step by step a divine force shall flow through tissue and cell and take the charge of breath and speech and act and all the thoughts shall be a glow of suns and every feeling is celestial thrill in last six lines get started with bliss a sudden bliss shall flow through every limb thus shall the earth open to divinity and common natures feel the wide uplift illumine common acts with the spirit's ray and meet the deity in common things that's what we have been reading on through nature shall live to manifest secret god the spirit shall take up the human play this earthly life become the life divine 